little bit. Yeah. Eventually. It was quiet before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it always made a little bit of noise, but yeah, it got worse. Huh. All right. Big-ass well. guy in it, you know, for hours at a time. We're going. We're rolling? We're rolling. What's up, y'all? <laughs> like, share, subscribe, rate, thumbs up, comment up down there. Yeah. Comment box. We get a couple. Yeah. I'd like just more interaction there because people email me. I've yeah. People email me and it's like, comment section helps the algorithm. You know? All right. Appreciate the feedback either way, but sure. then other people could see it too, right? Yeah. Not just me and then having to remember to repeat it later. Right. Then everyone uh, can kind of see what, oh, oh, what they're thinking. Uh, oh, and we're back? Yep, we're back. Yep. So, personal accountability we were talking about a little bit on Wednesday. Yeah. Personal accountability. And for some reason, it's came up every day in the last three days. Really? Yeah. Was, it's kind of the way it works, though, right? Yeah, it's weird. It's just weird, right? Because we had that discussion, and then uh, Thanksgiving, it came up again. Yeah. About money. Right. right. And, uh, and then yesterday, last night, for whatever reason, my brother texted me out of the blue, bitching about the deer, about not seeing anything bigger than a spike or a four point. Right. And he was going on this rant about uh, that they said that if we <clears throat> if we used antler restrictions, you know, we'd have bigger, bigger bucks. Bigger, better bucks. Right. And I, I was trying to explain to him that it's not that simple. Right. For one, there can be big bucks in your area, and your hunting tactics can dictate whether or not you're seeing them. Sure can. It you does know? affect it. Right. And uh, I, I was I was hoping for a more nuanced perspective from him. I was hope I thought right. I'd laying out a case good enough that maybe he'd have some insight. Right. And be like, oh, I never, you know, I'd never looked at it from that point of view. Right. And I get his frustration, right? It's this frustrating. Is, but you know. I, I think a lot of this goes back to personal accountability. He kept right. bitching about the DNR's decisions, the DNR decision, whether it was baiting, whether it's antler restrictions or dull harvest. Which does play a role in it. You can't say it don't. I mean, that'd be very... Oh. Unfair, I would say, you know. I think it's a mixture. Possibly. I mean, if you're out smoking cigarettes, uh, you know, and I know all the old timers, I shot a book in 1972 while I was smoking a cigarette. And we had that, that conversation, too. It does. I, the wind's right. The wind's blowing in your face. The deer can't smell it. I, I've shot deer while I was smoking a cigarette. And that, How many deer did I not see, though, because I was smoking in the woods? So, I mean, definitely your tactics affect it. Your style affects it, but you can't deny that, you know, what the DNR do managing the herd doesn't have an impact either. Or there wouldn't be a DNR and there wouldn't be, you know, these standards and rules and laws that they put into place. So I think it's a mixture. Possibly. But you don't put your trust in government to fix anything else, but you're going to put their trust in them to fix right. this. I don't trust them to fix it. I think they've made it worse, but, you know. But, I'm not saying you. Right. 
if you're going to bitch to me about only seeing spikes in four points, but then bitching because you can't shoot a spike or a four point. Right. Right? And if, if that's all you're seeing, my point was, you might have to find a different place to hunt. You can't just right. say, I'm going to sit here and smoke cigarettes and fart and eat donuts in the morning and expect a 10-point buck to walk in front of me. Right. It could be the location. And it you, could be all of it. You might have to, adjust, again, take personal responsibility, right. have some nuance, and go, what can I do different to increase my sure. odds? Yeah, yeah you can always make it better, right? Work harder yeah. at it, go deeper in the woods. Everyone's like, oh, I'm a mile back in the woods. And, you know, a, a real true mile walk through the woods is way further than what people think it is. Everyone says they're a mile back in there, and they're probably a quarter mile back. You know, 100 yards off the road, people are kind of lazy. I do it sometimes, too. Um, so you might have to put the hard work in to, to scout a new right. spot, right? Because right. mature bucks kick the young ones out. So if you're seeing a lot of spikes, right. chances are you're you're kind of probably not in the best of areas. Or they're just not as sensitive to your failures. Right. So that's why you see them and not the bigger ones, too, yeah. right? Like what you were saying about going a mile back. Yeah. And I, I even sent him some videos from uh, – I think it's, I want to get it right, because yeah. it's, it's really good podcast, so I want to make sure I get the name. I always, for whatever reason, my dyslexia uh, gets the best of me sometimes, but uh, da -da -da -da. let me go into my Spotify here. I know I got it in here. That's... Uh, God, only in real time, right? Right. So we don't edit shit. Before the Echo, hmm. it's a really good podcast. Yeah. And uh, Dan and Font on there. I hope I pronounce his name right. He kills really nice bucks. I'm saying over 160 inches. Yeah. Within a hundred yards of the parking lot, where all the guys he hunts public land. Right. And he prides himself on it. And he's killing these bucks within 100 yards of where all these guys trust sure. her Because he's hunting the right spots. Right. He hunts bedding areas. Yeah. He doesn't hunt feature. He hunts bedding areas. And he sets up catching those bucks coming back sure. in the morning, right? Because if you go in there in the evening. The spot that I currently hunt right now is a great spot. Even you were like, mm -hmm. man, you get these daytime photos of really? Mm -hmm. And I'm 90 yards from the road. Mm -hmm. So my point to that was, you don't always have, sometimes you do it. So right. you might have to go five miles. Maybe. To find. You might have to go to a different county. Right. You know? And that was my point to him was, and I wasn't trying to be a dick. I was, I was le legitimately trying to have a conversation just to help him see a different perspective. Yeah. I, w I wasn't trying to, I, I didn't, I wasn't arguing. I was, I was right. bringing up facts and situations like, hey, this and that, you know. And, sure. Have you tried this? Did you think right, of that? Right, right. You know, you because you, you can always, you know, and, and he said, help well, your odds. He said, "Well, our other brother is hunting this county with prime deer, and he hasn't seen a for one that county isn't prime. There are right. probably certain spots in that county that are really good. Yeah, but as a whole county, it's not Pike County, Illinois. Okay? And that that's the problem. Like you know, for one, that's one of the the disservices that the DNR did to hunters here in the state was convince them we're going to be Illinois. We're not ever going to be Illinois. We, we can definitely make our herd better. The bucks, 
you know, I'll, more mature. But mm. you don't have the habitat here that they do there, you know. Right, just, true. Right, you know, right. There's a lot more agriculture yeah, in those areas. You know, but portions of the state definitely could reach that potential. Parts of it. There's counties. The southern sure. third. Yeah, there's counties in there. Largely that, agricultural, you know, right? right? The whole thumb area is largely right. agricultural. So, but there's there there's are, a lot of deer in the winter here that eat fucking tree bark and pine needles, right. you know. I still just, think those are reserved to the most very northern portion of the state. Uh, uh, even through mid the mid part of the state, like I mean, there's there's, there's some crops around, around but I don't I don't think that they just they don't eat as well as you know, I mean, there's just parts of the country that grow bigger bucks. They have the genetics. They have the habitat, the environment. Right, know. but what happens when they harvest those fields and they disc them all under? All that food's right. gone now. Whether a lot of I see now, a lot of farmers don't even disc them under in the fall. They they leave it up. All the you know. I, well, I don't know so, how much of that's yeah. just from wet falls too, we, where they weren't didn't have the ability to. But anyways, my my point was like, if it's well, I think they do it on purpose, not just wet falls. I, I've seen that a lot of hunters were doing that for habitat for yeah. pheasants and deer and, yeah. you know, things like that to help them out. My point here was, like, if that's your goal, right. if that's what you want to obtain, you're going to have to put some work in. You're going to have to work hard, especially in it's, this state. It's not easy. So I sent them um, some videos from Midwest Whitetails. Right. They, they just produce such beautiful videos on YouTube. Yeah. They're just the camera quality, the editing, and just and they're in uh, Iowa. Yeah. Granted, I mean yeah, right it's Iowa, right. Right. Which is fine. I but then he's like, I call bullshit he says, they're hunting high fence, those deer are coming Some, in right at two thirty no, that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. And my point was, he didn't even look at the videos and give it a chance. To, right. These guys work regular jobs. Yeah. They own farmland but they lease those fields out to farmers to offset the cause. Sure. I mean, they grind. They they put a lot, you know, they're working regular jobs. Yeah. I seen one guy FaceTime and his wife, I believe, if I, I watch a lot of hunting videos, so if I got this one wrong, like his son shot a deer and he was FaceTiming him from his job, yeah. you know, because he was working. Right. Like, so to say that, I think that whole thing is gone. I I think that whole high fence just to put out dvd things the uh, old days i think majority of that i think it's changing gone. yeah i, I think, think this whole to... fair chase thing you know i i think that we've come to a point now where we understand enough about nutrition and biology that they can grow these deer without having to just shoot I them in high fence the funny thing is, is I, I don't think you can get two people ever to agree on deer management you know what i mean it's just so I've heard compelling arguments why you should shoot off all the spikes. Yeah. You know, is, I've heard arguments why you never shoot a spike. And I was trying you know, to, I, I've, I've heard to arguments find... to shoot does. I've heard arguments not to. My own personal experience is I quit harvesting as many does. And my area got significantly better. You know, um, I started getting better quality bucks there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people down the road. Shoot off all the does, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'd rather shoot a doe than a spike. Mm -hmm. You know, me, I'd rather not shoot either one of them and mm -hmm. just wait. So, I, I mean, everybody's a little bit different with that. It's it's funny listening to people debate it back and forth because you get compelling arguments all the right. way around. You know, they, they kind of make you stop and think. 
you know, there there is some validity to that, or there is some truth in this, or I can see the logic in that. Um, I don't know. It, it's I, I know the one thing I, I, I kind of felt <clears throat> in this state when I was young, you know, to shoot a quality buck, it was magical. Yeah. And over time, I, I do believe there are more yeah. mature bucks now. I see more pictures of them on social media. Maybe that's because of social media. Now it's easier to just, but I see a lot of, you know, 10 year old kids harvesting mm -hmm. really nice bucks. And, you know, sometimes I kind of wonder if it took the magic out of it, you know, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, when we were young for someone, Hey, I shot a 10 point. You're like, really? Wow. You know, now it's like, Oh, nice. You mm -hmm. know, how big was it? You know, mm -hmm. like it just seems like it took some, but it's not just, away. it's not just, necessarily a bad thing that the bar has gotten raised right you know to better quality no i think it's um, good to have better quality deer it just that that's the side effect of it that i thought was kind of the the sad part of it you know and that was my point to him was that like the first year i've ever tagged out in my life yeah. and i had four different eight points right in my food plot this year yeah which is better than any right. previous year something's happening I, I think there's better bucks, you know, and I think, and you know, I, I told him, I don't think you're even going to see the change in our lifetime. It takes so oh, long. Yeah. It, for for it, sure. It take, but you got to start at some point. Right. You know, I shot a 10 point last year. I missed an 11 point this year. Right. I, you know, that was like the next hunt. generation will appreciate our sacrifices right. of antler restrictions or extra dole harvests. Cause that's the thing in all these other states, like, uh, and I'd heard, and so don't take this as gospel or law, but I had heard in Wisconsin you have to harvest a doe before you can even get your boat duck, uh, buck tag. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's you crazy. have to check it in before you can even get a buck tag. And I mean, hey, less does, and, and then when you see one, they're more amped to have a buck behind it. Right. <clears throat> I get it with the genetics. Like, you, you know, the bigger, better bucks are the ones competing for the does, and you're not getting little scrub bucks right. breeding them, right? right. So, you know, it, it makes sense. There was something kind of nice, though, at the beginning of my hunting career when you could sit in the woods and see 35 deer in a day, you know, and it was every, it seemed like every two hours, you know, a, a round of deer would come through, and um, I like baiting. Personally, mm -hmm. I think it's bullshit we can't. I'll, I'll argue that till hell freezes over. It yeah. was good for all the animals. It was yeah. rabbits, porcupines, squirrels, birds. You know, you're feeding them all. Just let us feed the animals, yeah. but... At least through both seasons, and, and I'm not even you know, argu I'm not even but, arguing that. I I agree. People um, should be able to, to feed animals. But I see why they say animals. knock the doe herds down. You know, some of it I I always felt was insurance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like crop damage and you know, car accidents, car accidents yeah. and they start bitching at the state to take care of this. There's too many deer, and you know they 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 decrease the herd. Sometimes my fear rabbit hole guys was. You control food, you control people. And everyone in this state's like, eh, whatever, screw that bread line. I'll just go shoot deer. Well, not if you're going to sit out there for three days and not see one, you know. But in these other so. states that shoot world-class whitetails right. have lower car deer accidents. Right. And their buck-to-doe ratio is more in charge <coughs> one-to-one. I'd one. like to know the statistics all the way around, though, like population densities. Like, you know, do they have less collisions because there's just less traffic on the road, less people, like, you know, our, our state's really mixed with, you know, like, like I just seen a deer last night hit just outside the city limit, 
the window on the side of the road dead and uh I thought wow that's just a weird place to but it was a transition area from city to kind of some fields to rural area and it was kind of right on that line and i thought you know this state's funny like that there's a lot of this here you know where you do get the deer kind of uh, look at the Which, big look at the big city that was down south right that yeah. they had to bring people in because the deer were like tearing people's lawns up and all these you know people that had chem lawn out there all the time and you know like really beautiful green grass and they were getting pissed off there was too many deer so the dnr went in there and hired you know snipers to go in and shoot them all and they were right in the city you know right crazy no i can understand and i i say that because my brother-in-law drives for a um pop company i'll leave it at that and and he does a lot of traveling and he said he's never seen so many deer hit and dead on the side of the road down south as he is now. And they're like in semi-rural and city-ish areas. Like he's just never seen that before. And there's a lot of them this year down there. Like, So I would get like if it was Wyoming, right? Because it is so vast right. and you have such distances between sure. population and people. But you're, you're just telling me like Iowa, Illinois. Yeah. Kansas, Nebraska, because they are in the Corn Belt, that's why they have such quality deer, which seems like there would be even more of them if they have that much available food and habitat. It seems right. like they would flourish and there would be more of them so that chances would increase. I think they get increase. hunted pretty hard too, though. You know, I don't think so, because um, Iowa, you just can't go buy a license and hunt in Iowa. No, you apply for them and yeah, stuff, right? Unless you're but, a landowner. But everybody, only every hunter in the United States tries at but one they point don't, they're not successful, though, to only, get in there. Because so. only landowners have a right to buy licenses, and that's right. why it's so sought after. And you if know, it is that vast and there is that, maybe, the, I don't know, maybe they just don't have the road traffic we do here in this state. I mean, I think everything... Or they're po again, they're, again, because their population is so right. much more. Because how many big bucks or even bucks do you see hit here? It's usually yeah. does and fawns yeah. hit on yeah. the roads. Yep, a lot of times. You know, every now and then you will see a buck, but so it looks like about nineteen thousand deer are killed in Wisconsin by car accidents annually yeah. over the past five years. And I just want to see because Iowa. Uh, Iowa and Wisconsin are closer in population than we are with, uh, did you see it? I don't Not see yet. it. I don't see it. Uh, I don't know how to word it. Uh, hmm. How many? Yeah, or number of. Try that. It's Search weird it popped up. Man, you know, yeah, they're goofy. It's weird how it popped up for uh, Wisconsin right away, but then yeah. it must just be reporting or something. Fourth uh, in the nation for deer collision claims. How many, though? I wanted to see them. Uh, well, click it. It says how many. Oh, this one right here? Yeah. Oh, no, no search how many. And then the first question down, oh no, that's chances. So, uh, I wanted a number yeah. just so we compare, you know, get a closer idea of. Yeah, how many? 
Yeah, it doesn't. Just gives you your yeah, odds, odds of hitting yeah. one. What's that? Thir Drop to twenty nine thousand eight hundred and forty three. Yeah. Holy moly! I don't know what it doesn't say. What? In, oh, in twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. So. Wow. That's that's a lot of. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they killed more deer in Iowa by car than Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Which I, but population-wise, they're closer. Although Wisconsin does have, yeah, how many was hit in Michigan? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know. I know Michigan's high. I think Michigan, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I mean this. this Fifty thousand. You know, yeah. You you can't and that drive was here. That was, that's, yeah, you can't drive a, a lifetime. So in the eighteen thousand more than yeah. uh, Iowa. But we have three times the population. So, um, so that wouldn't be that bad but, considering, you know. But then I wonder. I fuck that all. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Holy One of wow, two point one million. Well, with animals. Yeah. Well, how many were? I want to know how many were deer. Did I put deer in there? Yeah. How many deer are hit in Pennsylvania? Wow. The odds are one in fifty-two. There's yeah, like one in seventy one, in yeah. Pennsylvania. Or Iowa. This is Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know. Where there's deer, there's gonna be collisions. They like one point five million deer vehicle collisions. Wow. Oh, is that? Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. twenty eighteen. It says. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy amount. Yeah. Hmm. So is it? Hmm. Yeah. Now I, mean, I gotta that... search. What's the Iowa deer? What size the Iowa whitetail herd? Yeah. To know. That's that's a rabbit hole right there, man. Right, right. Because you know, I mean, everything. I, I would think everything plays an effect. Like, <clears throat> you know, they got a lot of roads through cornfields. We got <clears throat> a lot of roads. <clears throat> excuse me, through woodland areas. You know, are, are you more amped to hit one that's coming out of the woods across the road, or you know, do you see them? Do you avoid them a little easier when it's just fields? Because, you know, fields are only, well, corn is the only one that's really tall that you can't see something that could just step out. But that's only a few months that it's really tall. A lot of times fields are, are knocked down, right? So maybe that plays a, a, a role in it too. So know. it says Iowa's estimated herd is about 400,000. Yeah. So I would think all of it has an impact. You know. <laughs> Look at Michigan. Two million. Iowa's is four hundred thousand. Yep. 
That's why you see those guys on TV and they walk out in the woods and they go, meh, meh. You know, and some nice-ass buck comes running in there thinking, you know, there's just not that many does. Not so, like there is here. But the quality of their herd yeah. is better. And obviously agriculture plays a part in that. But about sure. a third of our state, though, matches them in agriculture. So I think it's... I and you think get bigger, it, I think bigger it, better deer there. Right. Absolutely. Right. You know, the we're, best, some of the best deer we get come out of those areas. So we were just, you know... It, we were just talking about yeah. how much meat we got off our deer right. this year. So imagine if those deer had another two years. Yeah. You know. Right. I well, when have, I was young, you seen a lot more mature does. Was, you know, yeah. you, you had to apply for a permit. Yeah. Not everyone got one. No. I mean, there was, out of a ten of us, there might be one or two of us that would actually get drawn for the permit. Most of us didn't. So a lot of the I, does were huge, big deer, you know. I, I remember, like at deer camp, mm-hmm. the guy that had the doe permit, it was like the golden ticket for oh, yeah. Blanca, you know. Everybody was like, oh, pass that around. Right, you know? let me it touch like, it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like right? a doe permit. And now a lot of the does, they're young, you know. Yeah. They're, they're well, even, even the box, right? Well, I, I dropped my deer off and, or I, excuse me, when I went to pick it up from the processor, there were two deer that someone had just dropped off outside. And one was, it was a nice buck, probably two and a half year old. I, I would guess just, just past the tips of his ears a little bit. Really, really nice looking deer. And right next to it is a doe. And I mean, it's, it's a fawn. Yeah. Just absolute. It was half the size of, of that buck. And uh, man, you know, but meets meat you know last night i i passed a spike and i was tempted you know i i had them in the crosshairs a few different times and i thought about it and it, you know the licenses is so expensive now and processing if if you're not doing it yourself and man by the time you get done like you're paying a, a fortune for that meat right and then i'm like process, do i really yeah. not want to tag out this year because i'm passing on young bucks so you know i mean i i get the dilemma I, i'm only going to pass this spike so many times mm-hmm. you know he comes through this area a lot and who knows maybe maybe we get a little later in the season through muzzle loading and i'm not seeing anything better maybe right. i'll cartwheel him you know it's me right well my my thing is is we use the same processor right the price is the same whether it's a yeah. sixty pound fawn or two hundred yeah. pound buck. The processing fee doesn't change. No. And I'm looking at filling my freezer. Right. I think it's I've heard like in Illinois when they started getting better bucks, it was because the people, the hunters in that state decided mm-hmm. they set the standard. Right. It's up to the hunters, no doubt. And that went back to my point that if you're waiting on the government to fix this problem, no, you're going to die waiting. Yeah. This has to start. When has government hunters. ever fixed anything? Right. And that was. You know, and now I even they asked, make it worse. I even I even asked him last night because I'm like, you know, you're you know this and that about the government, and I paused. I went, you sure you're not liberal? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> like. It starts with us. But I, it starts I think with us. You can't deny that they have an impact for sure. You know. But it hasn't been. I haven't seen an impact that would negatively affect. 
affect the age of the herd overall. The only thing, the only one thing I would say they should do is stop the shooting of button bucks. Figure out a way yeah. to at least limit or reduce. It's, it's, yeah, you know. A friend of mine used to hunt uh, 4,000 private acres. Yeah. It wasn't high fence. It was just 4,000 acres. The guy had some cabins there. They had a main clubhouse. And it cost you, I think it was like, it's like a couple hundred bucks a day right. to hunt there. And you got the cabin included in that, you know, and then yeah. you had to pay, you had to pay $500 if you shot a buck, 250 if you shot a doe. Wow. Okay. That included button bucks. Yeah. You know, and he said one time a guy's uh, son shot a button buck. Yeah. And the owner's like, hey, up. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, because that was one of his bucks for the next year. Right. Right? No, I, I've heard arguments to say shoot the buttons. If they're not really broke through in spikes at that point, the genetics are not as good, shoot the buttons. Leave the dough, leave the spike, shoot the button. You know, Very I, I know that. How many how many button bucks in this state have you ever saw break through? I've seen one on this property well, seen, and 20. I've seen quite a few. 25 on, years I've seen on one. On my property, I've seen quite a few. You're blessed. Yeah, 25 was, years I've seen you know, one here. Yep. Yeah. I've seen quite a it's, few breakthrough. And that's why I think so many of them get shot, because they're not. And right. I think well, already, or, you know, they come in, you think it's a bigger doe, right? right? And because that was the argument. When, you know, the, the thing I always use, the, the kind of pause, when it comes in by itself, usually when there's a mature doe, there's there's usually more does, especially later in the season they herd up right. or they have fawns. So you, you pause, you wait a minute, there's nothing else with it, and it's like, you know, I better look a little closer at this because that that probably is a button buck. Yeah. You know, which I don't I don't shoot button bucks. Yeah. No. You know, never I I don't I've never shot a button buck in my entire hunting career, but you know I I have heard the argument for it and you know read some arguments for it and that's what I mean. But you know, you can't get two people to hardly agree on anything. Well, in this. I think the reason you can't is because people inject their own opinion or bad information, old, outdated information. Right. I listened to this podcast. I was trying to find it yesterday, and I could not find it to send it to them. It's the largest deer study ever performed in the United States. Yeah. And they, they studied it from Texas to Michigan. Right. And they did um they did high fence studies where they had a control group of deer, and they did, like, specific select harvest. Yeah. And then on the other side, they did just general harvest. You know, like, if you yeah. were just going out hunting, you can shoot what you want, you know, and then – and then they took uh, private land. I want to say it was like a thousand acres in the UP of Michigan or Wisconsin, yeah. around that area, Minnesota. And they they took it was a, that was a ten year study, if I remember right. And they said, okay, we're going to shoot every scrub buck that we don't that just a hunter would believe wouldn't reach potential, right? right. After ten years, they did not change the BNC hmm. score on that property after yeah. ten years of harvesting scrub bucks, right? And they said it's because of does. And even with the 1,000 acres, you can't control what's coming in and breeding and leaving. So the studies in Texas were done on two 15,000-acre plots. So they had a controlled group that they fed, like, specific nutri nutrients to. Yeah. And then they had the other side that pretty much is grazed on the natural habitat. And so they did a study over six years with bucks. Yeah. They had spikes getting to 150 inches at five and a half years. Right. 
So they're saying that's like complete BS that, you know, once a spike, always a spike, or spike will never amount to anything. Yeah, I don't think, no, because and, I, I've had, I've walked spikes, and, and you know, you, you learn your herd over the years. I had, you know, 13 trail cameras out all year long. I watched the deer all the time, and I had spikes that were, you know, forks the next year. Mm-hmm. A couple of them, I think, were basket sixes. Um, were they as big as some of the other deer at the same age maybe not i I don't know i I think every study you can kind of poke holes in them you know or it's hard it's hard to say because i've seen studies that you know the the ocean's gonna rise in in five years and we're gonna lose most of our coastline you know what i mean so there's always studies that say i mean you can't conflate one thing with a hypothetical we believe what we want to believe and we find the studies that support our beliefs or or we just i I don't have any opinion going into it i just listened to a podcast and they said look we've done this study but i'm saying maybe maybe you're magical compared to most people i'm saying the average person though like your brother would would believe this kind of stuff you know and they they hear a study like I just so what are we, so what, so, I, I don't know. So how to what get so it. what do we believe that if, if these if you know this study was conducted by a university right. over 15 years and they did it on not just one controlled yeah. plot of land and said pixie dust because we were able to sure. sprinkle the perfect food and selectively bring in the exact right. dough and buck and this is what we end up with they they hop you know uh, I think you're they, right less regulation from government more I think we have to take accountability on our part as hunters. Right to decide i don't like shooting young deer and unfortunately that's what's happened in the state is we have decided that this is a standard we're going to hold right but you know and we've accepted that that. my point to him was he says i keep saying seeing the same spike in four point right and i told you the same thing i i I haven't shot a buck in five years right right yeah because they keep telling me let them walk yep let them go let them grow let them go let them grow so I have to be okay with the fact that that's the potential in my area. Right. Right? It might just be what right. the majority so, so of the bucks are going to Now, be. in his area, his first buck has to have three points, and his second one has to have four. Right. And he says, I'm seeing the same spike in four point. I said, well, somebody's shooting them then. Yeah. Because we know they increase by two points a year. Right. So if you're seeing still just, you know, if this has been going on for how many ever years, and you're still just seeing spike in four points, Either the bigger bucks are avoiding your area and someone else is killing them, and those are the only ones that are comfortable enough or don't have enough knowledge, yeah, right? they just don't have the street smarts yet. Right, so they're they're ignorant to what's happening, yeah. and they'll still walk into your setup, or somebody around you is still shooting these right. smaller bucks, one of the two. Yeah, It's not a it's, five-year-old spike. No, I mean, it's not the no, same no. one from three years ago when they started the program. Right. I mean, you'd tell body size if that was the right. case. So it would still be substantially they're shooting, larger. They're shooting younger right. bucks. Or, I don't know. It, it's. But I, I think at some the, point the hunters in this state are going to have to make a decision whether, you know, they're more – it's more about freezer mm-hmm. and or it's more about – Wall space, you know what I mean, and but and I, it's it's they go hand in hand. Was my point because we just talk about the the processing bill being the same, right? I'd rather shoot one deer and pay for it to be processed and get the same amount of meat versus having to buy two licenses and have two smaller right. deer processed and pay twice the processing sure. fee. But like your brother being in an area where he probably is not, he's not going to tag out there, obviously. Mm-hmm. He might get lucky. It mm-hmm. happens, but you know the the probability is he's gonna have to find somewhere different to go. 
um, where if it was just freezer based the mm -hmm. way it used to be, mm -hmm. you know, every deer. See, because we get so much shaming now on social media, and mm -hmm. and I bring that up because a good friend of mine who's you know um, well known in the community. I'll just I'll mm -hmm. leave it at that. Very well known in the community has a, a ton of people on his social media. Shot a younger basket buck mm -hmm. and was almost apologetic about it and but you know opening days got someone set up 100 yards away from him and you know the deer coming through the thicket everyone's shooting off he's on he's on public land mm -hmm. and uh seeing a buck said man there it is and he shot it and then you know he's like well you know i i shoot big bucks and my comment there was every deer that you harvest that goes in the freezer is a trophy i mean it's it's still meat right absolutely bone soup sucks absolutely so i don't I think, and this is the transition we're in right now where you got hunters that are, yeah, they, they eat the meat and they want the meat, but it's, it's, you know, the, the, the bragging rights, the competitiveness yeah. of it, the, you know, let's put a bunch of pictures all over social media, yeah. me with my big deer, and, you know, I want a big buck like anyone else, sure, you know, sure. but, but, you know, I, I also kind of believe I, in filling the, I didn't, too, I didn't post you know? one picture of either deer yeah. I shot. I did. I shot I, a young buck. And I posted it right after he posted his, and I said, "You know what? Here's mine. I shot a younger buck this year. Last year, I, you know, I, how many deer? Me and you had this conversation that both of us passed on over and over yeah. and over. I just passed a spike yeah. last night, you know. Yeah. Um, but again, the the way I didn't have as much time to invest in hunting this year, and you know, you spend a lot of money to to be out there. And I thought, you know, this it's it, it's a buck. I'm gonna put a deer in the freezer, it, and know? I don't. I don't care what anybody shoots. You just have to be okay with it. And right. I'm okay with what I shot this yeah. year. I know I shot both spectrums pretty much of the yeah. potential of my property. Right. And I'm ecstatic. Yeah. I got yeah, yeah. good freezer. season, man. I, I, couldn't, season I could not year. be happy. Yep. And my, my point to my brother was, like, okay, if those are limitations in your area, we're mm -hmm. not held by those restrictions down here. He can come down here right. and shoot a spike sure. or a four-point or a doe. So come down here and shoot. Right. You know. Like, and I get there's a little bit of travel, but he travels further than right. that for work and shit. For, like for me, I I pass him. I, I have my own kind of method. You know, I pass him for a while. Yeah. I I don't I don't shoot those with little ones. Yeah. Some people do. They don't give a shit. Yeah. You know. Um. For one, I had a farm, and animals do kind of know what death is. I I learned. You know, butchering chickens in front of other chickens. I ain't never doing that again. Uh. And and you know what? Hey, fuck it. I watched Bambi a lot when I was a kid, and you know, Bambi's mom getting shot and the oversized eyes and you know what I mean? Like Walt Disney was great about pushing that narrative of, you know, maybe uh starting the whole idea of, you know, anti hunting right. PETA. But I, I don't I just don't like shooting does. And then by the time I'm ready to shoot a doe, they're bred. Uh -huh. And now I got people all around me that's just shooting the shit out of them. They don't care. To me, I'm like, well, I'm gonna kill that deer. Plus, probably a set of twins that she's carrying now. There's three deer going, you know. Whether you shot it when she's pregnant or you shot her in early October, it's kind of the you're same. still killing. And like three I said, deer, I don't, I don't shoot many. And, and again, that's that's dependent on the herd size in your area too, right? right? Me, I'd rather shoot the spike than the doe, because you know what? He's only going to breed so many does anyways. Yeah. There's competition, but the doe, but, she's going to go in an estrus. She's getting bred, so yeah. definitely. You're going to kill her, plus probably a set of twins, which one is going to be a button buck next year, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. See, my, problem is, my problem is, again, the meat, though. Yeah. It's like, 
the, the meat off the dough, I might get another 10 pounds yeah. of meat off her versus the spike. You could, you for know? sure. So, for sure. So, yeah, yeah it's hard. You know, I, I just, I guess I kind of wait it out. And then when I start to feel the pressure, something comes in and it gives me the right shot. And then I kind of know I, it and I take it. So I've shot young bucks. I've shot more mature bucks. I've shot a few does throughout my career. Not a lot. But a few. I shot quite um, a few because again, I'd rather shoot yeah. a doe than a young buck. Right. I'd rather give him a chance to, you know. If it, I feel like I can't sit here and preach deer management and keep shooting right. small bucks, right? Like, right. and the only reason the first buck I shot was because the two does that were with him were smaller than him, yeah. and it still doesn't make sense to me why. Yeah, that's because I video. I send her videoing him right. and taking pictures. I'm like, man, you know, he's a lot bigger than the does yeah. were. Had the doe been bigger, I would have shot a doe. Right. But then that buck last night, you know, I was looking at him going, yeah, he's kind of small. A little pencil spike. You know, it's not like he had real tall, just, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was, I was looking at his body going, he's quite a bit smaller than the last buck I just did. Mm -hmm. And I had just picked that buck up from so you don't want the to processor, so I'm like, but he's only going to get a free pass through my area so yeah. long. And if I'm not seeing something better, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. spike tastes pretty good. And, you know, yeah. I would rather, as far as eating deer, I'd rather eat a spike than a 10-point any day, you know. Yeah, no doubt. No it no just doubt. tender, tastes better, yeah. you know. Yeah, but, but it's just the amount yeah. of meat. The amount of meat I'd rather get the 10-point ground all into burger. Sure. And have all that burger mixed in with, you know, taco yeah. seasoning and chili, yeah. stuff where you're not going to taste. Kind of mass the game, gamey. Right, the yeah. super gaminess of it. But it, this this wasn't supposed to be. About deer hunting, and I apologize, people out there that don't want to listen here. This was about. Mistake, this was more about. The point to the story was personal yeah. responsibility. Right. I was really hoping he'd watch some of those videos, and understand like the reason those guys shoot quality deer, is because if the sense is if the wind's not right, they don't go to that stand. They'll be right. in the stand, and the wind will switch, and they get the hell out of there. Right. Right, because they don't want to blow the area. When a lot of them, they don't. They don't hunt mornings. You know, right. you'll see a lot of them. They're all afternoon. They're not going in right. in the morning, pushing the deer out. Right, which, if they're hunting a which I did source, kind of adopt that. Right, I but hunt if they're hunting a bedding area, they yeah. will because they know right. the bucks can be coming right. back from the feed yeah. to go bed. So in the right. morning, they'll hunt on the edge of the bed, catch yeah. and come back. Then afternoon, they'll set up closer to the feed, catch it and come sure. off his bed in there and shit. So I, I, because I had said, tell me, I, I text him and. And I'm not bashing my brother. I love the guy. I, I was really just trying to help him see this in just a little different way. Maybe right. he could make some adjustments. It, I, I see the struggle here is I see a lot of the same shit in myself. I used to, you know, I used to, do, I used to blame my neighbors, right, right, for the reason I didn't shoot deer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Once I started taking personal responsibility for my decisions and accepting where I hunt. I wasn't so upset. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then I started taking more personal responsibility in other areas of my life and stopped blaming other people for my failure right. and accepting that my decisions are why I am where I am, right? Yeah. And you got to start somewhere with that. There are circumstances, right? too, that play all role. Okay, in it, but not know? in the majority. You can't say it's 100% just decision based because sometimes circumstances kind of push you into some decisions that. Ain't always the best, but you know, I, I get it. Like there, there were times I, I was 
laid off through hunting season. I, I couldn't travel. There's times where I had to work and I, I couldn't get up north to the place I really wanted to hunt. It just wasn't practical. So I hunted somewhere closer by and, you know, maybe I didn't have quite the, the as good of an area. I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I think your brother should find a different spot. Maybe he should, you know, like you said, come this way where if at least if he sees all he's seeing is a spike, he can take it then, you know what I mean? Versus like donating money to the state and not getting anything like oh, right. that sucks. Right. And I've done it. But in, I, in the same perspective, though, like I said, hey, you know, watch these videos. Tell me how many of these guys are smoking cigarettes in their tree stand. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like you may have to make adjustments and just stop blaming it on other Which I quit smoking in the woods. And I'm, not, I'm just using that as right. one example. I'm talking, you know, making sure the wind's right, making sure the stand. Because right. where you said my other brother, like, yeah. did my, how much, the first year my other brother signed this other land, does he even know yeah. where the bedding areas is? Does he know where the yeah, bedding have, is? Does have he, he even, scouted it real hard? Right. I mean, or did he just people, go up there and the guy was like, well, that should be a good spot. Yeah. And just walk in the woods and go, well, this is a good spot. The deer right. should walk through here. Well, that right. doesn't mean the deer are going to No, you got to do the work. There. No, no. You know. You're going to have to put cameras up. You're going to have to put time into yep. it if you want to be successful. Right. Yeah. A blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. Sure. You just happen to sit down in front of a tree and you got lucky and there was a right I had away. a friend that shot a beautiful buck, it, did that, it, carrying a bucket of apples through the woods. This was years ago when you could be. And uh, found, he said, you know, this spot looks pretty good and he set his bucket down he walked over he sat down up against a tree and he's like this is a pretty good spot he went to sleep he woke up it was an eight point eating the apples out of his bucket and he shot it i mean what the hell's right. the chances right every like, now and then it but, happens but consistently <laughs> but it's not that'll never happen to him again right. no way and and this yeah. goes your brother should move you know yeah if, if all he's seen yeah. is a spike and he can't shoot a spike it, it find a different spot for sure right and, you, and again, putting the work in. You might have to go knock on some farmers' doors. Right. I remember years ago I was watching a Dan Fitzgerald video, and he would knock on farmers' yeah. doors. I've right? done it. And he said, it's amazing. These farmers never have any quality deer on their property. And all of a sudden you pull out your wallet, and that hunter yeah. comes out. And, oh, by the way, there's a 12-point here, yeah. and I've seen this, you know. Yeah, I've done it for, for you might, goose hunting, you know. And maybe you don't have the money to pay them, but maybe you – work for right. them and do some chores around there and build a report with them and a relationship with them right. and then you get to hunt their property and sure. it takes time though it, everybody wants it quick and now or they want the government to fix it right now yeah, for them i definitely don't want the government involved in it not me man the more they get involved the worse the shit gets like they they did couldn't you watch manage something to save their lives did you, you watch know? that video i sent you and I said, this is like to the point of yeah. what I was trying to yeah, get yeah. through on. Yeah. What did you think of his video? Not bad. You know, yeah. I mean, it was uh, some good points. Like, And that was kind of what I was trying to convey Wednesday on the right. podcast. Like, I see so many people just playing the victim card. Like, oh, right. because of this. Or, oh, because my my company did this. And, you know, it's like, okay, so now what? Like, you know the problem, how do you fix it? That, that's the... Right. That's why I think so many people just want to... Well, it's easier just to blame someone, and then that's my... But I, I still push back on some of that, that there, there is a difference between a reason and an excuse. And sometimes there are reasons why things happen, and to acknowledge it is not being a victim. It's just trying to understand what happened so that you don't do those decisions later on, or... 
like you said, you know, you can manage your way through it. Like, okay, this is a problem. What's my solution now? So I think you got to be a little bit careful because I, I think a lot of people use excuses for sure. To me, my definition of it would be an excuse is something you use when you don't have a reason, right? You're trying to justify something when there isn't a reason. But I think sometimes there's legitimate reasons why shit goes down the way it does. And, you know, you just got to acknowledge it and then fix it the best right, you but can. I think too know? many people use the excuse as, right. well, this wasn't my fault, so now I don't have to, you know, try to fix it or right. try to do something different because there's resistance in sure. that. And it's going to take work on my part. So it's hard to fix work. It. Right. Pushing back. But I'll just know, use the excuse the that my boss is a dick and that's why I can't get promoted. Well, maybe you need to find another job that your boss isn't a dick. Right. But it doesn't or, change the fact that their boss is a dick and they're not getting promoted. Right. Which is, it doesn't. But that, sitting there just saying, well, I'm going to say. So then you have gonna, choices right. to make. Right. But then it's difficult to go but find But you can't say job. that that's just someone being a victim saying it's an excuse because that's right. disingenuous. But I also, I, mean? see, so. I also see people I work with that say yeah. our bosses are dicks. Right. But then I see they're the ones always showing up late. Right. They're the ones calling in. Sure. They're the ones doing right. half-ass work just enough. So not, then you wonder why the boss is being a dick, right? right? So is the I, boss I, a dick I, or is the boss a dick to that person? Right. Yeah. Right. True. So they're, again, personal accountability. Yeah. You know, it's it's looking inward and saying, okay, what can I do different too, right? Right. I think you got to just kind of analyze it. If you it, are a model yeah. employee, you show up, you work hard, you stay late. You're, you know, dotting all the I's, crossing the T's. You're not calling in. And you got in, a bad manager. And you, know, and you still it, it can't happens. get ahead. And it seems like this guy just has it out for you. It then happen. it's probably time to look there's, for another there's job. There's definitely bad managers. You right. Know? I, I think probably more bad managers than good ones even. But, but I see a lot um, of people that are shitty employees sure. blaming management for their holdback right. too, right? Yeah. For holding them back. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of shitty employees. And that's where I'm talking about personal accountability. Right. Like fix you first. And then if right. that situation doesn't improve, well, at least you're a better person right. now and you can move and on. Maybe you can and now when you go job. to the next job, you're going to have more opportunities because you fixed all your bullshit. I, I've kind of gotten to falling in that trap a couple of times where I really liked my job and what I was doing, but I really hated who I was working for. And again, you know, if it's a personality conflict right. between me and that manager, maybe, um, but just a you know, blackballed for sure. And But hang on to it. Yeah. probably shouldn't have i probably should have just moved to a different company but because i really liked what i was doing like i held on to it too long it made me miserable bitter you know yeah. um now i'm at a point in my life now where if it just doesn't fit like i'm packing my shit and i'm moving you know i'll, I'll go to a different company i'll find something different to do um i'm not but it was through and, experience kind of learning that you know and again but, i can talk about this from personal experience right because once I switched jobs and started holding myself accountable, mm -hmm. I started realizing that it wasn't all my old managers. Right. A lot of it was me. Well, sure. And you I know, use you, that as a blame. You get a bad manager, then you get a bad attitude, right? Now you got a bad attitude. Does that make the manager worse? I mean, or or a different manager that you get now that now you're not even giving them a fair chance because you have a bad attitude? Or not understanding. Do you think you started it at that company? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That surprises me. Because not understanding the struggles from the manager's perspective sure. and making it all about my own right. struggles, right? 
and maybe they were really holding me accountable and I didn't want to change. Yeah. And change is hard. Right. I've been a so manager I, a lot I'm, and I've changed places and man, it's people don't like the more, to change. The more I accept my own failures, the easier life gets for me. Right. The more I recognize it and I change it, the easier life gets. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good message. And we were talking yesterday about struggle, right? Yeah. And, you know, some people will be like, man, I can just never get ahead, you know, like I can never settle into a job or I can't settle into a relationship, you know, mm -hmm. every guy I meet, you know, ends up being an asshole or every woman I meet, you know, just wants money. And we had a good conversation yesterday about how many people unconsciously enjoy the struggle to the point they self-sabotage? Oh, I think there's definitely some of that. Yeah. You know. So they got names for them like what? You know, drama queens or drama kings. Like, you know, people that just love the struggle. Love but I wonder if they don't drama. even know. Like, like well, I think some of them people probably don't know. Right, that's what I'm saying. Know? Like, yeah. they don't even realize, like, like they do this crappy job and, you know. Okay, I've heard before that people, people get addicted to the new relationship thing, mm -hmm. right? Like, whether it's oh, yeah. a woman or a guy, you know, like, the they get dinner. Yeah, they, and, right. Yep, the they dating, get dinner paid. Yep. They, you know, they get to meet it's new exciting, friends and family and they go unfamiliar. out. And then, Yep. 18, 24 months, 30 months into this, all of a sudden dinner's not getting paid for anymore. Nobody's right. brushing their teeth first thing in the morning. Like the bed's not getting made. Dirty socks on the floor. Dishes weren't done. Right. Right. And so then. The real grind. So then they self-sabotage the relationship. Yep. Right. So it fails. So they have an excuse yep. to get out of it. Right. So that you know, they can get that. And new, everybody likes the new car smell. Right. right. So they can get that new you know, that new warm, fuzzy feeling sure. in their belly, and now it's mm -hmm. dinner being paid for. And I think and some of it just, they, they once they, they quit, the honeymoon phase is yeah. over, right? Yeah. I, I think some of them feel like, well, this can't really be love because I, I lost, you know, like yeah. I, don't, I don't have this. And if I really love that person, I, I think it's, they don't really understand what love really is. Love love is the, the commitment of being there when it's hard. Yeah. That's what love is. You know, I mean, yeah. when it's easy, any dickhead in the world can do that. Right. But when it's hard, when the hard work starts and you've got to support that person that you're with and you work together to, you know, to achieve goals together, that teamwork, that bond, that's because you really love somebody. So I, I think some of it's just they don't really know what love is. Some of it, I think, is like you said in the podcast ago or whatever, like everyone wants a new car. Right. You know, yeah. every couple of years, you just want that new car. And I, I think. I just swear people have been conditioned over the years. They've, they've gotten worse with that, that, you know. Well, what started the conversation was uh, a famous person saying they miss the struggle from the early days. I think there was a musician. I don't remember. It was, I don't remember if it was hip-hop or what it yeah. was. But they were saying they miss the old days. when it, and, and I've heard famous people say this, you know, even Joe Rogan talking with other famous comedians and they're like, oh, remember like, remember the old days, you yeah. know, like where they'd take a gig just to get dinner paid. Yeah, you know, cause the, the venue pickle jar get, for the, tips, right? The venue would give them dinner if yep. they played there. Right. And, and, uh, you'll hear bands talk about 
you know, the van, right? The yeah. shitty van going from venue to venue. Uh, like I said, the know. pickle jar that they all set out to put tips in while they're playing but, some dive. Yeah. Yeah. And just that grind of not knowing if the van was even mm-hmm. going to make it to the next town, right? And yeah. and then... Good times, man. And then... And now they're wealthy, right? Yeah. There is no struggle. Right. Right? Everything's uh, just a... a, a button touch away you know just all you gotta do is ask someone yeah. and it's there takes all the and excitement then, out right and then they, you hear them a lot talking about the old days the struggle mm-hmm. the scratching the clawing the, and how much they loved you know like sleeping and shitting hotels and it's yeah. like it was there's an gotta adventure. be some value there's something there right yeah it's a hard work i think you know you're working really well I'm not no, saying about the people passion. on top are I'm not saying about working passion, hard too, but, about, about passion right. in something that you're willing to sleep in a cockroach-infested sure. hotel room and yeah. eat, you know, moldy cheeseburgers. So, you know, people that are hungry and they just want it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They want it really bad. But then so. it, it's it's weird how they get to the top and there's no more well, struggle. But my brother and I were talking. Something that I, I think I can tag on to this and, and, and make some sense out of this was the haves and have-nots, you know, the elitists. Uh, and, and some of the things that go on with, like child stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave that. And a, a particular person that had, you know, killed himself in in prison, that was like really popular for what the relationship he had with children. And uh you know, why? Why do people? What? What the fuck is wrong with people to make them do shit like that? And I said, you know, it, I think it's a lot. You see it once you start to hear some of the people that's on this list. You know, they're all, they're, none of them are poor, shitty people. They're all, like, lifestyles of the rich and famous. And, and I was talking, I think at some point, you know, like, right now, you work hard this year. You save some money. Me and you are going to go out to Iowa. We're, we're going to shoot butt. Like, this is one of the most exciting things that's happened to us. Or mm-hmm. you're taking the wife and kids on a cruise to Alaska this year. Like, mm, you know, mm-hmm. I got my bonus. We, we just watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. And, and Clark, man, he's... He, I'm getting a pool with the bonus and all the family's like, yay, you know, um, it's a big deal. It makes you feel great. Mm -hmm. Once you have enough money that, you know, you've already flown to Paris three times this month and had their shitty coffee. Like it it just doesn't excite you anymore. Right? Like it it becomes, what are you going to go shopping for? What you got a walk-in closet, the size of half the people's house that has everything. You know, once you have money like that, where's the excitement so then then they start going in these dark areas right because well this is illegal I sh- i'm not supposed to do this and that makes me excited you know and well, so i, I, I kind of wonder if it's kind of the same you know what i mean like i think they is a gross generalization because i don't think that's every wealthy person. no i don't think shoes. every wealthy person does it I but think, i think it's a problem with wealth that but isn't it kind you, of you get bored? But, but, you know what I mean. I'm not saying you're going to be a baby eater because you're wealthy. What I'm saying is, when you're wealthy, I think wealthy people tend to get bored easier. You know that because the little things just they're not true exciting I, anymore. That's and, what I'm and, saying. And I don't know if that's more consistent with people that didn't have to scratch and claw their way to that wealth. It could be, or it could be just you know when they didn't have it. Yeah. Those those little things were fun, exciting, and now that they're on the big time, yeah. it just doesn't have the same, you know, kind of like dating. You know, in the beginning, it's, 
later on once it's established it's just you know i don't know i i don't know i and i'm not giving anyone dating advice because like my dating life sucks <laughs> so i'm gonna be single forever man like i i'm not good at this i don't think so yeah but i don't know i just a way it's of not the direct it, yeah I, I get it it's not not the direction i was going particularly with that i was just saying like there's it's funny how you look back and you appreciate the struggle even though in the moment you don't recognize it right. as being something of value and you're like god this sucks you yeah know? Like, i don't want to go through this right later on you look back it was you know a, a teachable moment learnable moment yeah. character building moment right made you better for it <coughs> well you'll Excuse hear me. you'll hear like eminem saying like and you know other fans people i remember him saying like i just <coughs> i just want to go pump me. gas yeah Swaggle pump gas and not, yeah. you know, not be recognized. Right. And it, it's weird how, it's weird how those little things all of a sudden become the focus of your become life. Big things. Yeah. Like just wanted to do those simple things. Yep. Just but it was an interesting conversation about, you know, like you wonder how many, how many wealthy people self sabotage, right? Like. Yeah. Like, they'll build an empire, and then they'll just make shitty decisions, so it right. falls apart, so they got to scratch and claw. So like, something inside them just, <coughs> just desires me. that struggle, Tickle too. Just that yeah. desire to have to rebuild. Like, something inside of them just enjoys Gotta that high from the from paranoia of losing everything. Yeah, could be. And then the, you know, the high of rebuilding yeah. something new, and then, you know, they'll, they'll build this empire. I'm, I'm sure then, there's something to that. Like there's got to be. There's yeah. got to be something in us. And maybe because there's not enough struggle anymore because life has gotten too easy. Maybe. To what we consider hard, so you, you know, would be laughable. Yeah. Right. What what we consider hard now would be laughable just 100 years ago, yeah, right? Like, I mean, like, please, son. Like, you're crying it's cold out and you're wearing Sorrel boots and, you know, yeah. 100 years ago they had moccasins. Like, man, you don't know what cold feet feel like, right? So, yeah. I I, I don't know. I, some would say that's what I've done in my life with my relationships. Yeah. Build them up to the point where they're just great, and then, you know, so that I can build it up again. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, and, that, that, and that's what the conversation was kind of about, was yeah. more like, do people self-sabotage just so they can get that new warm, fuzzy feeling in their belly? You know, do they? Maybe. Do I, they didn't, I didn't think that that's what I was do, doing. I, I think my do, particular thing was probably not feeling needed anymore because mm -hmm. we had hit the point where I had helped get us to this point and then I just felt like I, I just wasn't important anymore. I wasn't needed. I don't I don't think for me it was really self sabotaging to because of the excitement of because I, I was excited to be in a partnership with that person. Like I hadn't lost that, you know. Um but yeah, you know, I mean there's someone in my life that bailed on me that I think that was probably some of it, you know, the excitement. Yeah. Wanted the warm, fuzzy, new car smell, you know. That's yeah. what I call it, the new car smell. Um, well, and even people like that are – there's people that are really good with money and people yeah. that are really bad with money, right? Sure. And I wonder the same thing, too, if some people, you know, enjoy that struggle. Yeah. Of, Maybe the battered wife syndrome, battered yeah, husband like, syndrome, they call it, right, where, you know. 
get beat on it beyond like why not leave the, every person you go to seems to be someone that's just gonna beat on you and it's like do you like that <laughs> like i mean I don't know. And, and again, is it because Life's biggest is, mysteries. is it because we don't have enough struggles, so we we Maybe. intentionally create our own struggles? I'm, I'm sure there's some of that. You know, you know. I, I'm sure. I, I think people are so complicated. What makes us do what? Like, yeah, I, I, it's probably a mixture of a lot of shit, but I'm sure that's some of it. You know, I, I think that's a good way of looking at it. You know, the struggle, like. I think humans, you're right, they used to struggle a lot more than they do now, you know. Um, maybe. I was watching some... I like uh, it. Uh, Tesla quotes. Yeah. The other day. And, uh... Do you... Do you know... How, uh... Do you know how... What year Tesla lived? Mm, not off the top of my head. I've watched I was a couple shocked. documentaries about it, but I was shocked. I don't remember. I I thought he had lived in an earlier time. Yeah. Hmm. Same alone. I don't know why the internet's being shady. See that? Well, yeah. Wasn't all that long ago, was 1856 it? 1856 to 1943. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Less than a lifetime before I was born. Yeah. Two years before my dad was born, mm -hmm. he died. Wow. That just tells you how, how, how new all this is. It's all new. Yeah. 1856 to 1943, died at 86 yeah. years old. And you go before him, and, you know, humans had barely changed over a 1,000 years. Over yeah. 100,000 years, I mean. Just what he's done in his lifetime. Yeah. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah. Kind of makes me it wonder, like, mind. the kids I... now, you know, like, my son, my youngest son, what what is life going to be like through his lifetime? How much change will, because it seems like, the more it changes, the faster and easier it comes, the bigger the difference, right? Like, yeah. you know, ours was a, a slow burn at first, and then it just went, whew, you yeah. know, and now I wonder, like, man, is he going to go from, like, I, I, I don't even know. Your imagination could just go, the sky's the limit, right? There, There is no And we're not limit. good at predicting either, right? Right. We, right you, know, you look at any predictions yeah. over the last 100 years. We were years. supposed to have flying cars right. by the year 2000. Right. You know? We're all supposed to be living in space needles and yeah, shit up in the sky. Right. Replicators like Star yeah. Trek, you know. And, yep. and nobody saw the internet. Nobody predicted no. that communication would travel exactly. the way it does. Yeah, for sure. It, it blows my mind that uh, how easily we can communicate. I was telling my brother last night. I'm like, look, we should have really done this over a podcast. Yeah. Because it was a good conversation. Sure. Yeah, I told him, this is shit way of us communicating. Bring them on the show. It's a shit way of you and I communicating. I said, you don't hear the tones in my voice. You don't see my facial expression. Right. So for all you know, I'm pissed off. And I'm not. I was, right. I was ha trying to have a legitimate conversation, just yeah, trying to just open his eyes to a different perspective. You know, not arguing. Not, I wasn't upset. I wasn't, I was just trying to give him some facts and some right. points that maybe would help him see. And that's the nice thing about communication is I can instantly communicate with him even though he's hours away. Yeah crazy but at the same time in that form of communication it's not really good because yeah. things can be misinterpreted 
taken right. out of context. You know, if you didn't that, use the right punctuation. Yeah, that gets taken out of context it, real easy. It's know. not good. Yeah. It's not good at all. Hmm. So for... Every benefit, you know? Yeah. Equal negative side sure. effect. And I think that this is a new thing, and we have to get better at using this technology sure. probably more in person. Yeah. You know, whether it's Skype, whatever right. kind of video, it's going to have to evolve to a point to where text is a thing of the past. And when we communicate, yeah. it's just instantly where. Yep. Just video chat. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I, it's better. It's faster. You get more said, less time for one. Right. Um, and two, like you said, it you're not going to misinterpret nearly as much. Right. When, when you can see the context of how someone's. Tone of my know, voice, yeah, the facial your expressions. body language. Yeah. For it, sure. It, because I've had shit taken way out of context, and I have taken text way out of context with different right. people where I was like, whoa. And then when they, I said, I said okay, no, you're right. I, said, I read that wrong. You know, sometimes I, I read it too fast, yeah. and I didn't actually read it all. Like, I missed a few key words in there, and I thought, really? You know, and yeah. I started to get upset, and it's like, go back and read it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, you know, because I'm. You know, again, humans are busy now, right? Our right. minds are scattered to the wind. You got a hundred things going on in your head at one time. It's easy. So yeah, well, I agree. Text, I think, should we should evolve past text messaging for yeah, sure. And, and I like text. Like you know, I I'm a texter, so I I don't even have to look at the keyboard. I I text the way most people type. You know, just muscle memory. You just know where the letters are. You know. So. And I wonder how long before. That is a normal thing, because yeah. even even commenting, right? Yeah. When you look at people that comment on videos yeah. or they comment on posts and shit, how right. many of those people would put the exact same comment in there if they had to do it face to face? Not face to face next, really, well, but post themselves yeah. saying these things out of their own mouth right. in a comment section. Hmm. Yeah. How many people would freaking, or would they, or would they? Hmm. At least think through their right. comment, yeah, the whole and have more warrior. articulate way of right. of communicating that because they know someone's seeing my. There's face accountability, now. right, to it. So. Right. Yeah, Versus, it, it's kind of like a study I seen about like public nudity. Like, um, it was like the vast majority would be way more comfortable being nude in public if they were wearing sunglasses, hmm, than without sunglasses because you felt more hidden, hmm. right? So it's kind of the same thing of like texting, you're kind of hidden behind mm -hmm. the veil, but if you put your face to it and, you know, now people are seeing you, you know, yeah, it's funny. They, I'm sure I bet we've become that. a lot more civilized in our discourse. Um, oh, I'm sure. Because, you know what I mean? Media. The keyboard warriors and all that yeah. hate that people are just, you know, typing up all the time, a bunch of stupid shit. Yeah. Which, for real, which would be a good thing. It you know? would be. And there's also something to be said about being able to be anonymous, too. Right. And communicating, you know, especially yep. if your opinions aren't mainstream. Right. 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 I so mean, there's it's a reason a, we wear our costumes. Right. So, right. so there is something. It, it's tough. <laughs> you know, that's where it yeah. gets tough is deciding, you know, hmm. how do we make society more civil? Right. But not forfeit all of our identity. Yeah. To the point it can be used against us either when it's something that we should be opposed to. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Sometimes when you don't have the popular opinion, you know. Yeah. Right.
Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that'll make you think. No doubt. So, so I don't know. It was a good conversation. Both yeah. of them. Both of them were good conversations. Uh, as far as you know, the the struggle one, and then yeah. you know about like personal accountability, like you know deer hunting, and and it, and that goes to just about anything in life. It's right. like whatever's not working out, it's it can be. T- trust me, it's tough to make changes, especially if you're in, you know, like. You know, you got shitty neighbors, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, you're, like, trying to figure out how can you move out and move into a better place. And I understand these things can be very difficult because not everybody yes, has resources. But at the same time, how much less stress we have in your life. If you have to grind in the short term, sure. you know, work two jobs or, you know, whatever you have to do, you know, go to school and work, you know. Right. To have a better, how much, how much better will your quality of life be later on for the sure. struggle that you have to go through now and get out of your comfort zone? Right. And maybe not get eight hours of sleep, or maybe not be able to go out with friends right. whenever you want to. But if you want to bitch because your neighbor sucks, like you know, sometimes it's I get it. You know, I bought a house with a great neighbor, and then the neighbor died, and you know. Yeah. Okay, now I got shitty neighbors. That wasn't my fault. Wasn't my decision. Saying, I, you know, no, no. I'm I'm saying for me though, the way I look at it, like, then what I want to do at that point, just to kind of elaborate on what I was saying earlier with that was, I understand the reason now. Mm-hmm. I dissected it. I pulled it apart. Now what can I do to fix it? Like you said, no. Maybe it's move. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's talk to the neighbor. You know. Um, Maybe it's you'll have to get a second job for a little while to, to, to be able to pull your family out of a, a bad situation. I think, you know, long term for your mental health. And I, I think, like I said, now I'm I'm with you on that. I pack my shit. I'm gone. Yeah. Just forget it. I just don't want the shit in my life anymore. I, I don't have enough ahead of me now to to sacrifice any of it being pissed off and angry. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just a shitty way of living your life. Yeah. You're gonna live in that house for the next twenty years hoping they move out. Right. You know, so right. yeah. And it sucks. What I think people get overwhelmed with is they they see the struggle ahead of them. Right. And it's like overwhelming. It's, yeah, it's yeah. just easier to stay here and do this, but not not realizing like that struggle doesn't have to be forever. And it if doesn't you have go to back be bad. To, if you have to go back to school it's going to suck, you know, maybe eating ramen noodle and only getting six hours of sleep because you got to work and go to school right. and, like, like, you don't have time with your friends or this or that, but it's only short term. It's just right. to dig out of this hole, right, right, and get away from that. Now you've eliminated a couple stresses. Now you have a better paying job. You're not living next to shitty neighbors. Yeah. Your kid's quality of life is better because you're not stressed out and yelling at them and shit. Right. And, you know, and so on and so it's forth. Just, it snowballs. It yeah. improves the whole quality <clears throat> of your life. We're not here that long. No. Not very long at all. And the older you get, the faster it goes by, man. Right. You know? And then you start thinking, like... I remember when the... summers lasted forever. Yeah. Now they last a few weeks, and, you know, you're in the fall already, right. so... Yeah. yeah. Crazy. I, I remember a family member telling me one time I was taking down that Christmas tree and putting it up in the garage, and they're like, it seems like as fast as this one ends, you just start preparing, and, you know, yeah. before you know it, you're going to be pulling the tree out of storage for me and putting it back up. Yep. It goes just that quick. And the older I get, it seems like yeah. I still put that Christmas tree up in storage for him. And it's yeah. like before I know it, I'm going out there and getting it out yeah. of storage and putting it up for him. It's and crazy it's like, how fast it goes. 
And they're right, you know. It's your like your perception of time changes yeah. so much. As soon as one know. Christmas ends, all you're doing yeah. is starting to prepare for the next one. Yep. You barely have time to blink. Starts putting things into perspective, though. Yeah. You start looking out at your life, going, you know, uh, it's kind of, you know, when you're young, you have this whole life, like, yeah. yeah, I got plenty of time, man. You get a little older, and it's like, you know, I don't have as much time as I thought I did. So, you know, I, I want to do some things, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It's crazy how it just. In its perception, it has to be. Yeah. You know, I mean, time is time. A minute is a minute. But why a minute goes by so much faster now than it did when you were 15 yeah. or 12 or 20. Our brains are just know? running slower yeah. as we get older and we're younger. Our brains are running real fast. We're learning, absorbing yeah, all maybe. this information. And yeah. I think they're designed that way. Right. You know, it's designed to, you know, try to take in as much as sure. you can. That, you know, that's what I said. Whatever you want to learn, you really want to learn it before you're 25, yeah. right? Right. You know. And then I guess later on, maybe it, it changes because it's it's meant to make you uh, appreciate it more. Yeah. You appreciate that minute when it's here and gone that fast. Yeah. You know, you take them for granted when you're younger. Yeah. Cause you got a lot of them. Sure. I got a lot of time. Sure. You know, now, you know, you look out and you're like, man, I got more days behind me than I do ahead of me. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, and I think you, you look at that yeah. from that younger perspective and... I think you have, you know, probably because of the way we're wired, our DNA, yeah. you know, to reproduce. And so so we have that drive, you know, to yeah. make shit, you know, and, right. and and go to work and that hustle and that grind to attract oh, a suitable mate and, yep. you know, build, build, build the life we want. Yeah. And then, yeah, once, <laughs> once you've built <laughs> Mysteries a lot of that, of life, yeah, man. You start know? slowing down. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Sure. So I don't know, you know, what I'm going to do with the, the rest of mine. I, I don't know. I'm going to take really good care of my little one. Try every day to be the best dad I can be and just kind of yeah. enjoy the adventure, you yeah. know, just enjoy the ride, I think is kind of my, my goal with that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> It comes down to, you know, you know, the, you know, it, every now and then you get lucky and you fall into something, but you truly do get out of it what you put into yeah. it. And I think that's consistent. Right. That the harder you work, the more you learn, the more you apply yourself, mm -hmm. in, whether it's hunting, your job, your relationship. Wealth. Right. I mean, there were studies that showed that people that worked their way through with wealth managed it far better than lottery winners. Like, yeah. there's this big thing yeah. about, you know, the lottery ruined my life, yeah. you know, because they didn't they didn't earn it. It was just, boom, yeah, in their right. lap, given, right. and they just, they don't manage it well. They don't know how, right? you know, because they didn't work their way through the mm -hmm. ranks to, you know, to do it. Yeah, because so. I think there is a certain amount of knowledge yeah. that's gained, obviously, right? As right. you're earning it, you're starting to learn yeah. it. And your, I think your relationships probably change slower right. in that climb than if it's just throwing in your lap. Now people yeah. all around you want your money, right? Sure. So now you're faced with that yep. shit show of. Oh yeah, people that were your friends and or were your family. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you're like, man, this person's a dick. I never noticed that. You know, yeah. you'll notice it real quick when you have money and they want it. You know? 
I don't know. And when you're earning it, I think those relationships are weeded out a little sooner, right? Because your priorities are different. Yeah. That slow burn into mm -hmm. it, you know. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Sometimes I wonder maybe uh, being really uber wealthy wouldn't be so much fun, you know. I don't don't want to be uber wealthy. I don't don't want. My wealth, I measure different. You know, I mean, I I am wealthy. And the relationships I have with people and, you know, the life that I have, I'm, I'm very blessed and very wealthy um being rich though financially like is as great as it sounds like it would be to say hey let's let's you know go to let's let's go to turkey tomorrow and get coffee you know i mean they got this yeah the world's greatest coffee there let's go get a cup okay it'd be fun the the first couple times you do it but like i said I, i gotta think these guys just get bored out of their mind like maybe if too much comes too early too right. i think at our age if we fell into billions, yeah, we don't have as much life as we fell into when we were twenty. True, that, yeah, and we're different. True. We're different men now yeah. than when we were twenty. Sure. So our decisions would be different yeah. today than when we were twenty. Right. So I guess it depends on when. Yeah. You become wealthy and how. Yeah, you I think it. that would affect it too. You, you know? know, I got to think earning it though the yeah. way through is is definitely the better way of doing it than than having it dropped in your lap, but. I still like to believe that today I'd make better decisions yeah. with billions than I would have when I was 25. Right. right? I think so. You know, I you, don't, you should be wiser now. If yeah. you're not, no, <laughs> that's a problem, man. You know, you should have learned some life lessons along the way. So, yeah, I would think you'd be better with it. I, I don't know. I think my generosity maybe yeah. has always been about the same. I've always been a pretty generous person. I think at 20 I would have. I'd have went and played Santa, and, and I think now I'd go and play Santa and, you know, stand out in front of or go into the store and just buy the people ahead of me, look at all their Christmas gifts they're buying and saying, you know what, I'm going to pay for all this, you know, Merry Christmas. Um, I I think I would have done it even when I was younger, but I think I'd manage my finances better now than when I was 20. Oh, yeah. See, I... I would have been balling out of control at 25. Yeah. I wouldn't have gave two shits other really? than, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I just, I know me at 25, and I would have been buying fucking Lamborghinis and living in Yeah, I would have bought Beverly some nice Hills shit, you know, no doubt. You know, I, I would have blown some. Going to Japan but... and shit, and I wouldn't have gave two shits yeah. about. But I've always kind of had that giving heart. Eh, now, flip-flop. Now, if I won billions on the lottery, I'm giving that shit. I don't want the troubles that come with having billions of dollars. I don't want that responsibility. Yeah, it's got to be a lot of work, man. Once my family's comfortable and I've acquired the things I want. Yeah, give the rest away. Yeah, I don't give. I don't want it. I do not want the attention and the headache that comes. I always said I would probably just start a cool business that is something I wanted to do for a long time, and then you know give a bunch of it away, like set myself up and my loved ones up, friends and family, set up a business. I got something to pass on to my children, and then the rest, you know, you know what I mean. And have the business not be all about profit, to where you can pay your employees more than yeah. what they should be making exactly. just because you have the because money you have the ability and they're to still producing yep. product and not making them but that way i still have something to do every day get up go yeah. to work but i'm doing something i like and i have some control over it and yeah i mean that's how i always kind of envisioned me doing it yeah you know and then I, I would definitely have fun though oh i'd be out giving out hundred dollar bills yeah. you know go go to lunch and then you know i mean even applebee's man i'm going into applebee's and i'm going to tip that girl 500 bucks can you imagine walking into your bank 
going to the mortgage lady and saying, pull up five random mor- random mortgages I'm paying them off today. Yeah. So something like that. Like, I'm going to help some people. Yeah. You know, I'm why don't make more a billionaires do that? I, I don't do know. Do they? And we just don't hear about it? But why? God, I would think you would hear about it. You think somebody would be like, oh my God, you know, someone random yeah. paid off my mortgage. Because you, you do see the, the stories of, you know, a waitress getting a $100 yeah. tip from someone. Yeah. And I mean, the, those, but the big ones like that, like, yeah, you're, you, you know what? You have a billion dollars. Right. You can't pay off a couple of hundred thousand dollar homes. Right. I mean, what the hell is that to you? Right. That 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 what, that, is that interest. Not even his interest. You know what I mean? Like you, that that's a third of your interest probably, or a tenth of it. Like it's such a small fraction of your wealth, but it would make such a monumental difference in someone else's life. You know what I mean? Like why not? I would have fun. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, we'd be out hanging out. Going shopping and say, all right, so the first person we see with a green hat today, we're going to give him a thousand bucks. You know, right. just make a game out right. of it. Like, have fun with it. Hmm, I don't know. I seen a cool video. It was a guy, this girl is self-cash out, and this guy walks up behind her, and he goes, excuse me, beep, and he rings his pop-up, and he walks out with it. And she looks at him like, are you kidding? So she pays the bill, you know, she goes out in the front of the store and then he approaches her and she's like, you know, what you did was not very nice. And he goes, you know, what you did was you paid for it. So here's 300 bucks, you know, and they had a big hug and stuff. It was one of those warm, fuzzy, feel good stories. But I thought, man, the look on her face when he walked up behind her and rang his pop up and then walked out with it and (laughs) stuck her with the bill like, oh. But, you know, she paid it, and, and I thought, man, that would be fun to do that, you know, and then give people, like, the people that are good about it, like, you know what, here, didn't know this was coming, did you? Here's 500 bucks, you know, like, I don't know. I, I would just want to have fun with it, I think. I, I definitely, yeah. you know, I don't know. We'd have a better, bigger, better studio, better lighting, you know, better equipment, whatever. Yeah, you know, no doubt. We'd have some some crew members shooting all this shit for us so that we're not having to click buttons. But I, I think a lot of it, I'm with you. I think I'd give a lot of it away. I, you I'd, see this yeah. billion dollars here, this one right here? See what yeah. this says? Wow. You could spend $1,000 per day and it'd take you about 2,740 wow. years before you ran out of money. Yeah. In other words, you're not ever going to run out of money. That equates to $5,000 a day for more than 500 years or $100,000 every single day for 25 years if you yeah. had a billion dollars. Yep. $100,000 every single day for 25 years yep. you could spend. And that's without investing it. That's just I don't know if that is interest. or not. Yeah. I, I bet that's not because mm. you could take a billion dollars and, and turn it to mm. $10 billion, Like mm. you know. Isn't that crazy? You could spend $100,000 wow. a day for 25 years before you ran out of money. Yeah. Again, why I don't I don't know. I, I guess because one thing. Does it devalue the dollar if you I don't I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't think so. I, I just think people are selfish, like there's just a lot of selfishness. I think about that a lot for, of greed. Think, I think about that greed. for a minute. If you had whatever <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You had two billion dollars. You can keep one billion. You can pay off a hundred thousand dollar mortgage every day for, for twenty five years. years. Yep. How many people could you yeah. affect in that lifetime? Yeah. 
you know, how many days are there in 25 years? Yeah, let's see. Let's do some math. Yeah, I'm using a calculator. I ain't doing mental math on the fucking... Nah, not on our... Do it, right? yeah. Yeah. So 25 years, 365 days, 8,900. So almost 9,000 people. Yeah. You could change their life. 9,000 people. And not even hurt your own. Years. Yeah. You still have a billion dollars in the yeah. bank. Not just one billionaire. Yeah. Why not, man? <laughs> I don't know. know. I don't get it. Hmm. And I'm not saying what anybody should do with their money. No. Do whatever the hell you want with right. your money. Your just, money. I just wonder. Because in some ways, humans are very giving and compassionate. And, you know, they, they volunteer. Like, you know, I was a volunteer firefighter. Yeah. I, I ran EMS calls. I, I didn't get paid for those. You know, right. 3 o'clock in the morning, someone's got chest pain. I'm going to your house and for free just to be a good person in your community, good steward. You, you want to help people. Uh, so I think inherently there's there's always this tug of war in us of the good and bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think in, in a lot of us there is a lot of good. But I think there's a lot of greed, too. And I, and I think, I don't know, man, maybe being rich. I, I'm not going to call it wealthy because yeah. I think poor people could be wealthy. Yeah. But being rich maybe isn't so good. Yeah. It isn't so fun. You know, I don't know because I've never been rich. Right. I think it depends so, on what you do with yeah. that money. Yeah. You know? Do you feel fulfilled yeah. or do you feel empty? And now you're going down the dark path and, you know, some of that creepy shit that they do. So I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I think a lot of them just kind of, you know, they get lost in, because you said there is no more thrill, right? Right. The thrill. So I think a lot of them, you know, we know a lot of them get lost in the drugs yeah, and alcohol. Exactly. And they kind of just wither away. Yeah, and I mean, you watch these guys, they're, they're hiring prostitutes. Why? Why? You're rich. You you could go into anywhere and, and out of 10 girls, three of them are going to want to date you because you're rich. Like, you don't well, have maybe to that's buy right. it. Maybe they control it that way because maybe. they know that they don't want to be lied to. They know what they're paying for, maybe. what they're getting. Or maybe it's just the excitement of doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? I think mean? at like, that level, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, remember the escort service? No, nah, sure. You you're know, not like, going. None of them go to jail for prostitution. Right. That's that's it's, for us poor people. <laughs> I, was really, I was really surprised my wife's take on prostitution. Mm. She was like, who cares? Like, right. As long as they're not being forced into it, who cares if they yep. do it? It's I was like, body. oh, that's that's, you know, that's cool that man. she has that perspective, you know. Like, I'd agree with it. I don't, I don't think it should be illegal. Yeah, she's like, as long as they're not forced into yeah. it and it's something they're doing willingly. And they're not and messing they're, around with children. Yeah, they're you know, of age do, and do your thing, that's what man. they want to do. She's yeah. like, who is anybody to tell them they can't right. do that? She's like, well, it's okay for a guy to buy her $100 dinner, and then that's... And then, you know, obviously he's expecting it, right? <laughs> right, like, it's this weird... Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'd agree with it, though, you know? But, yeah, you see, you'll see these people, you know, you'll see they're just dead one day. Yeah. And then, you know, you hadn't heard about them for 10 years. They haven't been they in the news been or anything. They've just been drugging the shit out of it. Drinking, you know? just depression yeah. and pills. How many of you heard died of pills? Right. You know. And suicide. Yeah. Some of the, the people you thought were happiest, you know, like yeah. Robin Williams, man. Yeah. Like, just depression. Yeah. Man, it's a real motherfucker. Yeah. I'll tell you, once it gets you, it, it, it doesn't let go. Lincoln Park. Yeah. I mean, there's so many of them yeah. that, you know. You wonder how do you achieve that level of success and then. And be, yeah. 
that miserable that I don't know. Like I, maybe because in some of it, maybe it's because they don't feel that fulfilled in their relationships because so many people do use them yeah. and just want their money. They don't feel connected to other people as much anymore. Well, they definitely know? are isolated. Yeah, no doubt. Cause, I yep. mean, when you achieve a certain amount of wealth and fame, you can right. only hang around other wealthy and famous right. people, right? So yeah. your group got really small, and you may not even like those people, right. but because they're in the same social group yeah. and those are the only people that really understand you. You're kind of forced to just hang out with them because yeah. you just can't go hang out with normal people because they want your autograph and they want to take pictures with you and they want yeah. they want some they of your want money. They want to invest and, in their business. Right. And, and they want yeah. to go to your big house and swim in your pool and, you yeah. know, drive your cars. And it's like yeah. you just can't have <laughs> friends right? like it used to be. Yeah, when they, I, I think that's why I can say thing. I'm very wealthy, yeah. and a lot of rich people can't. You know, that's why I think yeah. if I had that kind of money, I'd bring people around me up to that level. So yeah, and I could keep maintain the same people around me. Right. But then you wonder. Then you start going down that rabbit hole. Well, so I win the lottery, and I give a family member a million dollars, and they fucking get all coked out and smash their car and die. Right. Yeah, now, you now feel a little now guilty now about that. Now their kids that, don't have a dad and their wife's widowed because... They still have a million dollars, you know. Well, you know what I'm saying. They still, you know, life but, is worth yeah. more than money. So, so yeah, maybe start, just pay their debt off, you know what I mean? Instead yeah. of giving them the cash, just pick them up, say, let's go for a ride. Take them to credit union. All right, let's go in here. Let's see how much yeah. your mortgage, your car, you know, what's your debt? I'm paying it I off I don't know, today. I keep going down these rabbit yeah. holes, though, and then... Now they don't have mortgage, so now they can go on the trip to Florida, and the whole family dies in a plane crash because right. they had this extra money because their mortgage. It's like, fuck, you know, yeah. like God's will, huh? Yeah, it's you like, know. gosh, you know, I feel, you know, like, how do you even navigate? I think those waters. Yeah, like, I don't know. I think it's, I would so just view it as in I did what I felt was good and yeah. right, and life just is what it is. I mean. You know, you could do everything right and die tomorrow anyway. Yeah, no doubt. You know, tomorrow's not promised. No. So, um, whether it's, you know, struck by lightning or a fucking meteor falls from space and smites you where you stand. It's, yeah. You know, who knows? I know. I just, so I, I, I worry I think, about that yeah, guilt. You would feel, of, feel guilty in a sense, but on the other hand, you, you know, especially if, especially if it was a close family you know, member, like right. your brother or your parent, yeah. you know, and you gave them all this money, thought you were setting them up for the rest of their life, and now they're and not even here. Because they had to get on that plane to go to Disney yeah. World, you know. And now you're even more isolated, right? Right. Because you brought all these people in close and made them rich, and then... But you know what? Then you got to look at it. Well, you know what? Had they went anyways, because me, I just believe you go when it's your time. Mm -hmm. when, when your ticket's getting punched, it's getting punched. Sure. So maybe those last couple months that person was here was brilliantly fun. Mm -hmm. And you did give them that on their way out. Sure. You know what I mean? So I, I guess that's how I would try to look at it, yeah. I think. You know, at least I, they went out on a high note, right? Right. They went out debt-free on their way to Disney World or right. Wally World, like, you know, Mr. Griswold would say, let's go to Wally World. Right. Um, yeah, that's how I would look at it. Um, I think. Yeah, I just worry about, I don't know, you know, you want to give, you want everybody the best quality of life, right? Right. And that's kind of the point of that, right? Like getting rich. Yeah. Getting that money to people, improving their quality of life. Now they have access to excellent health care. 
They can drive a nice vehicle that's safer than the one they're yeah. driving. They can live in a nicer house to where better you know, community, right? You know, yep, and safer area, right? You know, and, and be healthier, yeah. Before those healthy groceries, finally, right? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So yeah, it's yeah. I that's what I would want to do. I'd want to bring everybody up with me. You mm -hmm. know, all the people I love that have been just there. For me, like I'm gonna be there for them, man. Like, dude, I'm I'm paying your shit off. Like, let's 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 go to Iowa and hunt. <laughs> let's go get a big buck. You we know. We were watching on YouTube this morning, a uh, house for sale in Utah. Yeah. It's it can it sells it's it was built to be off grid. Right. But it is tied to the power grid. So, so it's grid tied. It is yeah. grid tied. But it's just the best way. It could run multiple yeah. days just on the solar. And the battery's like yeah. the size of his desk. Yeah. And it had, uh, I think it was a Kohler hmm. generator. Yeah. Had six 1,000 gallon propane tanks. It said it could wow. power for months off the propane. Yeah. The house was 12,000 square feet. Yeah. It had a tunnel that went underground to the guest house. Nice. It was on 50 acres, but up to 2 million acres of national wildlife wow. forest right out the back door. Yeah. Man. Right there. It's like, what's that like? It's for sale right now. Yeah. That's why they were. I was wow. like, what's that life like? Hmm. The house had eight washing machines and dryers in it. Yeah. Throughout the house. Set up for, like... Entertaining, yeah. yeah. Even though it's only six bedrooms, six and a yeah. half baths. Right. But... Wow. Yeah, the way it's set up, had a movie theater. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's... What's that life like? You know, like... Yeah. You what's know? the life like to be able to... Not only... Because this was built, right? So right. not only be able to afford to build it, but to be able to afford it, it was... I think it was on the market for twenty nine million five hundred thousand. Thirty million dollars. Yeah. Of course, if you're a billionaire, what's that? You know. So I was, think, well, I was just thinking, like, wow, yeah, what's what's that life like? The real question is, who would you pick to go there with you? <laughs> yeah, there's the hard question. I could take four people with me. Man, well, it would be a place know. for me when I looked yeah. at because they had like a bunk room set up, so you could yeah. see like, you know, all the younger cousins could stay in mm -hmm. that was, right. that bunk room, you know, and you know, then each adult could have their own yeah. room, you know, for holidays, you know, sure. obviously big get-togethers, yeah, you know, Thanksgiving, right. Christmas, New Year's, birthdays, be fun. anniversaries. Driveway was heated, and yeah, the, yeah driveway. driveway. I see yeah. a lot of those now. Those expensive houses heated sidewalks heated driveways no more shoveling yeah i just thought man hmm. i don't know maybe we keep pounding this podcast long enough we'll yeah we'll be able to buy something like that someday if the world keeps turning the elk hunting there you know, yeah that's what i was just thinking man getting up in the morning and hearing the bugles like oh god sitting there having coffee just listening to the elk bugle back and forth like oh yeah <laughs> Thirty million, not that much. Go on, put up. Yeah, let's, let's see if I could. 
find it real quick. Hmm. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it's just uh, you know, that what what they call it, fuck you money, right? Right. Hmm. Right. Yeah. I not that I'll ever know what it feels like in my life, but it's fun to fantasize about. Ah, uh, man, I was really hoping I'd Was find it in Utah? It. it was in Utah, yeah. Oh, right there it is. I just wanted you to see wow. some I know the people online can't yeah. see it, but you Maybe. can look it up. Snap a picture of it. Probably do that, though. You gotta bring up a good picture of it, though. Jesus. Let's do it this way. See if I can show everybody. Look at that room. Ready. Let me get the front one right. Yeah. No, scroll up just a little bit. So No, the other way. Sorry. Down. Yeah, right there. So I can get them both. Alright. Let's see if I can do this the right way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gotta click on so I can see where I'm at. Look at that. Wow. Beautiful. <laughs> Here's that bunk room I was telling you about. Yeah. You see how it's Man, got the bunks? Yeah. So, you know, you could see, like, all the kids Gorgeous. standing there, you know? And, like, yep. Yeah. Man. Look at that entertainment room. Yeah. And they sunk the seating down into yep. the floor. Because I said awesome. usually it like stair steps yeah. down like a theater, right. but in this one they decided to sink the front row seating down into the yep. floor. Look at that pool. It's actually a jacuzzi. Jacuzzi, yeah. It's a jacuzzi. Size of a swimming pool. Yeah. Mm. Man, I tell you, be living large. Hmm? Yeah. I'd love to just host a party here's that, that once. Here's that guest house, yeah. and that tunnel yeah. goes underground. Over to it. Yeah. Wow. Look at the aerial shot of that. Sits yeah, on 50 acres. They didn't say how long the driveway was, but it's... It's it, long. It, it, yeah, on, and they man. showed it, yeah. but they didn't say how long it was. I was like, there ain't no way anybody from the road's going to see you. No. You know? Or feel comfortable going up that driveway. It's gated. Yeah, is it? Yeah, gated? it's gated. Yeah. yeah, so they couldn't... And there's uh 50 cameras on the property, wow. so they said you can't... There's no hidden corners you know from the cameras. That? Prepper's paradise right there, yeah. man. The funny thing, and this is a conversation I have with my brother, too, is like, uh, you know, these, these rich, uber-rich people are building all these bunkers and doomsday bunkers around the world now. And it's like, you know, these people don't, they're not armed, right? So they hire armed security. So here's a place like this, and there, let's say there's a billionaire and he knows when shit gets rough, he's going to go there. Mm -hmm. He's got a, a team, security team there with whatever tactical, you know, mm -hmm. semi-automatic rifles that's going to protect him and his family. Mm -hmm. But when it really goes down, what what's money worth? You know what I mean? What's that I, worth? So I who, would assume, who really owns that? I would assume the security detail. There's mm -hmm. like a gold deal, right? It's sure. Not you know, and like their families are taken care of too. But like, you're telling me a lot of them you, people wouldn't be like, you know what? You're not telling me what to do anymore, son. We're the ones that's got the guns. It's like, possible. It's I'm gonna possible. have your gold or and your bunker. It's possible. You and your family can beat it, or we're gonna bury you yeah, here on the fifty it's, acres, it's, right? Very, like, I think where's the real power when yeah. it really pops off? The real power is gonna be those guys 
You know. Well, you have to hope that you hired loyal enough people and that, you that were they good want. To them. They don't want to see society decay to that point to where it's just, right. You know that. But they, you know, you, you they see understand a lot there's of, families uh, taken care of. They get to come there with them. Right. You know, yeah. this guy has been a good boss. He's always taking care of my That's family. That's what I said. You know, when you're he's good always, to him, he's I, always giving me time off. Better be being good to people, right. man, because you treat people like so, shit, and all of a sudden that guy's like, you right. know what? Yeah, if you treat him like shit, I could see yeah. it happening. If you're they're like, like family, if your security details like your family and you took good care of them and remember, well, we just had that conversation about and, people win the lottery and you know yeah. family that were great. Yeah. All of a sudden, man, they're not so great anymore. So I, I don't know. I gotta think. I, I'm not in every scenario would yeah. that happen, but I gotta think in a lot of them. A lot of these people that are security, they're gonna be like, "No, this is for me and my family and my friends." And you're out. Yeah. Take a walk. Yeah. You know, I, I think because a lot of these people never set themselves up to be capable of taking care of it themselves. Right. No right? doubt. No doubt. They're dependent on someone else to do it. And that, that is not a good place to be. Man, you're vulnerable because it is just really this, that, that security person, yeah. your detail yeah. that you hired, that is your whole life's dependent on that now. See, so, yeah. Yeah. You better you definitely be, go better dark be good to your security, quick. man. Yeah, you go know? dark real quick. Just something I, I, I had told you. And even you know, your pilot, yeah. right? Set right. your plan on your pilot to get yeah. you to New Zealand, right? You could just easily be his family on there and right. fly throw there. you off and, you know. Not even. Just right. you show up to the airport and the plane's gone. And it's gone. He left. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. throws your ass out at 30,000 yeah. feet, you know. Yeah, it was, and it was, it was I was thinking of a, uh, it was, it's uh, the year 2012, the movie. Yeah. And, you know. Uh, I think he's Russian. He's got the pilot yeah. and his girlfriend. He he left her ass, you yeah. know. In the end, it was just him and his kids. Yeah. They all end up on the plane, anyways. But yeah. uh, it was just like, yeah, you know. Oh, you you thought you and your little dog were getting out? No, no, no. Thanks. Yeah. It was fun, honey. But go on now. Yeah. And to think that pilot, you know, he was in love with that girl, anyways. But I mean, he had the power, yeah. right? Who really at that point yeah. had power? Not the rich guy. Yeah. You know, because money at that point, it, it just no. was useless yeah. now. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, if you're talking something. The, the the scene in Titanic where the guy pays off the, 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 the whatever, he's a captain it. or whatever. I never watched to, it. to save me a spot in the boat because it's supposed to be women and children. But, you know, all the lifestyles are rich and famous, mm -hmm. right? So he buys a spot. And then the ship's really going down and all oh, hell's really starting to break loose now. And, and he comes back and he's like, you know, my seat. And, and the, the, the captain that. He pulls out the money and he throws it in his face like, "What good's your yeah. goddamn money gonna do me?" Yeah. I think, I think he was the one that shot himself and you know whatever. But, uh, and the rich guy was just offended like, "How could you throw my money down? What good's your money? Yeah. We're all gonna die anyways." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it just kind of made me think. Yeah, funny, just I don't know. I, I sure would love to have a bunker like that though. Just just to be able to entertain people like that. For a weekend, once, just one time in my life, to say, I you think, know what? I, no, I think it'd be worse. I you think know. it'd be better never to if I could only do it one weekend, because yeah. then I'd have that taste for it, and then oh, talk, about, good point. talk about depression. Oh God, yeah, true. That's a good point. Like, knowing you have I'll, that I'll little taste that. of it, just enough to, well, and now it's gone. Yeah, like, I just assume never drive a Ferrari. Right. Is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. If I can't buy one, then I don't want to drive it. Because yeah. I drive it once, and then it'd be like, yep. In my dirty pajamas in my fucking yeah. bed, hating life, knowing I'm never gonna <laughs> you know. eating Cheetos, getting yeah. fat. You right. know, <laughs> like what's the point? You know, right? You get that little taste uh, of that. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that's what happened if I got to stay in a house like that for a weekend. You know? Oh my god! 
It's just gorgeous. It yep. is. I just wonder. Just the freedom feeling to to go out on the porch, the deck patio. There there is no yeah. porch on that place. No, there. Uh, to be able to walk out on that let me click on the and floor. have a uh, a cup of coffee. Yeah. Listening to the elk. Look at that. You know. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Walk out on that patio, like mountains in the background. Two million acres of property. Yeah. They'll never have anything right. developed on it. Yeah, crazy. Man, I'd, I'd be down for it. Heck yeah. What a life. I told the wife, I'm like, because they said, you know, you can develop still on the land. Yeah. I told the wife, the first thing I'd do is I'd build a hunting cabin on there for all mm -hmm. my shit, all my yeah. hunting stuff, my mounts. Yep. You know, when the guys come up hunting, the that's man where they cave, stay, man. you know. Yep. The, you to know, give you that, that real hunter feel. Well, just you know, so you're not getting that shit in that house, right. you know. Yeah. And, you know, when the guys come over, you know, out for hunting, that's where we stay. And, right. yeah, you know, we leave from there and go hunting, come back with our muddy boots and our hunting clothes shit. Right. The, you know, that's the first thing I'd do. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'd have some sweet-ass RB trails through there, yeah. man. Yeah, they said you yeah. there's snowville trails yeah. right off the property onto that property wow. out there there's yeah, trails you need right long there. tracks for that man in the winter yeah i don't oh, know how much snow they i don't know exactly i don't remember what exactly mountains i would have imagined quite a bit but yeah it'd be fun just to get up in the morning have some coffee listen oh. to elk and then take a ride on the atv you know yeah. just ride around your property a little bit checking shit out yeah well and you're talking about freedom and money truly is it freedom, is right even it in is. the most oppressed oppressed countries mm -hmm. in this world Money is where freedom is. Yeah. Right? Sure. Because you were just, what'd you say? Oh, that rich people that buy prostitutes mm. don't go to jail, but poor people right. do, right? Right. Same thing, yeah. right? Hunter Biden, right? I mean, how oh, much? Charlie Sheen. Charlie I mean, Sheen. Yeah. Another one. How that, much coke did he get busted you know, with? Right. You know, I should have checked. He, he's not in prison. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, when you have enough, I don't know, that's, that's why they call it fuck you money, right? Like, well, I mean, even, want, they even make, uh, there, there are no, they're just different rules for those guys. Oh, uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband, you know, drunk driving. Smashed his car drunk driving. I mean, but that was you or me 20 years, you know. Well. Rich people don't, they live by different rules, man. Uh, his ex. Hmm. Oh, not facing drug charges. Yeah. Interesting. I'd never well, really read this. And, and I gotta admit, like you know, uh, even for the the average person, roots for them, and you know, you don't want to see your favorite actor go to prison, right? And they know that. You know, like your favorite singer in, in a rock band, or so they or, didn't catch him with any cocaine. Yeah. It was just suspected that yeah. he was on a binge. All right. There was a lot of eyewitness testimony to him, you know what I mean? Like, Since no drugs were found on the scene, there were no grounds to arrest the troubled sitcom star at the time. Mm -hmm. No shit. Yeah, you'd always But he was that. known for prostitution and drugs, and, you know, I said, hell, they got they got Hunter Biden on video doing it. His ex was. You know, smoking crack and shit, and he ain't gonna get no trouble for that. I don't think you can get, uh, I don't think you can get in trouble... For right, unless they catch you with it. Right? I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. 
No people in January 6th sure went to prison for being on video trespassing. No, I'm saying like because they were on video doing it. So right. I don't well, know. I don't know if, to I me it seems different. like after the fact, but I think know. that's different than trespassing may be different than drug use. I don't know. It shouldn't be. I mean, if it's good for one, it should be good across the board. But these guys get caught all the time drinking and driving, and, you know, they don't. They just don't go to jail. They just, like you said, it's freedom. Yeah. You can do what you want. <laughs> Briefcase full of cocaine. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Probably straight out of Columbia, too, like, you know. Wow. Man. I, I don't know. I sure as hell wouldn't want to turn into that. Wow. You know, that would be my fear. Like, ruin your life, you know. Wow. Yeah, you're right. And that's, again, a lot of time. You know, that's, again, that goes back well, to what we talked got, about. He's got HIV now, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Man. Just, you'd have to be so careful to not get carried away. I think I, I would let myself get addicted to hunting for Bigfoot. Yep. I, I'd buy me a, a house like we were just looking at, and then I, I'd spend my time, you know, hunting the Yeti. <laughs> well, you have enough money to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, they start my own uh, what, reality show. Well, you definitely have enough money to do it. You wouldn't have a problem hiring people. And... <laughs> right. You know, I, I, I think I would try, like, to do something like that versus, like, drugs and alcohol and, you know. Would you do it or would you pay someone to go out for you and video it? What? Bigfoot. To, to, to just send someone out to hunt yeah. for him? Well, I'd do it myself. Yeah, I'd want to go. I mean, you, you could have a crew come with you to, to video it, I guess. You know, bring a buddy and, you know, a GoPro or, or hire a professional crew to come out with you and do it. But, yeah, I think the whole fun of it would be to, to do it yourself, you know, to smell that forest, you know, like just, yeah, the excitement when you hear a twig break. <gasps> Is it the Yeti? I hear Squatch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it'd be fun. You know, mm. and you got the money to do it. Why not? You know? Be yeah, better than I, submerging I, yourself in prostitution and drugs and alcohol. And I wonder how long, though, like, what if you realize, like, all right, this is bullshit. What, like, Yeti we, hunting? Yeah, like, we didn't find anything. Then, like, then you get a boat and you look for, you know, Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster. And, you know, you just go down the list. Of trying to discover something cool, you know. I think that I'd submerge myself in that, you know, maybe hunting obviously is a big part of who we are. So that, you know, obviously you go on some great, I, I you know, I don't know, go to Africa, shoot a zebra or something. I, you know, I try to do shit like that. Like, and it's possible. You, you see Ted Nugent's not all fucked up on drugs all the time. And right. you know what I mean? Like, but he, I don't think he's, he's a billionaire. Either, not a so. billionaire, but I mean, you know, he's... He's definitely rich, you know, um, and stayed on the, the clean side, you know, yeah, he, just, no, he no, wants think, to travel the world and hunt cool shit, you know. And well, I think that's part of staying grounded, yeah. right, is I think that, I think that comes from just not being easily influenced. Right. Yeah, you have right? to be strong and smart, you know, because it would be really easy to go down that hole, you know. Oh, man, I I definitely would not want it to, to destroy me, you know. Because hmm. it, it does wreck some people, man. They, 
a lot of them rich people do a lot of bad shit. Yeah, and again, I'm assuming it's because maybe the trauma to them or just that, like Ted Nugent, for the most part, right, he's still, he can still travel freely, right? If people right. know him, but it doesn't seem like he gets the attention like a movie star would, right? Maybe I mean, it depends not. on the group, but yeah. not to the point that it's intrusive to where he still can't move freely, right? Right. I'm assuming he could probably still, disguise himself enough. To, I'm assuming he still stops you know, and get gas yeah. in the vehicle, right? He doesn't have to pay an uh, employee a of his to go, get, to go, yeah, get, to go gas, get gas no. for him because he can't even stop for gas, right? I would assume that he still is yeah. free enough. Maybe. He, it, no, I no, guess it depends on what he's driving. If he's got his big zebra Bronco. Does he like, still yeah, have that thing? I, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you, he wouldn't drive not anywhere in Michigan to pull up to get gas. Yeah. With that, he'd get mobbed because everyone knows, you know what I mean? It's iconic. But, uh, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, though. Like, you know, his normal wheels or whatever to roll up and then a car and get gas. You know, sunglasses and a hat on, no one would probably know. Yeah. Or someone might pick him out and get an autograph, but he probably wouldn't get swamped, you know. Maybe if you're a Kid Rock, you know, like uh, that might be a little harder to slip in and out of somewhere and not get noticed. But yeah, maybe actors are a little bit more facially known than you know so singers. Looks, and looks like Charlie Sheen's ex is the one that faced charges wow. for drugs, hmm. not him. He dodged that one, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, everyone's seen him on, you know, was it Two and a Half Men was kind of like, he was really struggling in that show, and, and they fired him, yeah, he wasn't just, showing up for work, and he's coming in all tweaked out and shit, so, the way I understand it. Interesting. Hmm. Well, what do you think? We went two yeah. hours deep, pretty much. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. I think it's been a good podcast, and, you know, interesting, good debate back and forth. Yeah. I think, uh... Do your like, share, subscribe, ring the bell. Yes, please leave some comments down below. Wherever you're listening to it, give us a thumbs up, yeah. rate it. Apple, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, obviously yeah. Rumble, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. We're, we're out there. Follow we're all us. over the place. You know. Join in the conversation. We'll answer all yeah. your, any comments questions we'll answer let's anything. get it interactive man we'll, we'd have some fun yeah. with that you know yeah we're, we're, we're all about that so. yeah something yeah. you found funny a fact that you looked up post a link something to you it. think we're wrong on yeah all right throw something that you know you found interesting and you found a link to it throw it down yeah. below and other people can read it and listen and learn sure. from it this whole point you know yeah just have a good conversation learn something yeah exactly. all right guys Take it easy. Thanks. Love and peace.